This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on uh, Erev Shabbos afternoon. Looking a little bit cloudy and cold here in Johannesburg, but always a pleasure to be with you. Shalom, shalom. Welcome to our program. I hope that uh, all of you uh, are well past uh, Tishabov and that Tishabov was for all of you a very meaningful a very meaningful day. It's uh, yes. Sometimes the fasting can be can be uh, difficult. Although the, the weather was was nice, and but uh, you know, the, the, there's so much available on on Tishabav in terms of uh, in terms of inspiration. Every shul has their every shul has their program. Every and and, and their videos and shurim and online, all sorts of things. There's really really uh, so much possibility of a person being able to to be inspired. On, 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 on Tishabov and, uh, I hope we took the opportunity to, to do that. And now, you know, now we're past that, which means that, uh, uh, once Tishabov is over, then it's literally seven weeks as, as kind of interesting from, you know, in the same way as we have a, the seven weeks between Pesach and Shavuos as a preparation from, from Lela Seder, where we realize the incredible potential of what we what we have to do of of of, of where we're capable of getting uh, on the night of uh, on the night of the exodus from Egypt lifted us up and and uh, raised us uh, to to an incredible incredible uh, uh, heights so that we could uh, merit the exodus from from Egypt the Gemara even says that uh, we actually ate the Korban Pesach on that night, not in Egypt, but we were actually transported to to Jerusalem, to Yushalayim, and uh, we ate the Korban Pesach there at the at the Mokam HaMikdosh, at the place where the base of Mikdosh in the future would, uh, would be, and then uh, Hashem kind of allows us to then say, right, I'm putting you back down, but that's that's your goal. This is where you have to get back uh, back to. This is the place where you, you need to be, where you can be, where you are standing at, at Harsina. This is the place you absolutely uh, 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 want to be at so that you can actually uh, relate to Torah and get the most out of it. And we have that seven weeks. We call it Sfira Soimer, to count the days, to raise ourselves, to prepare ourselves for for that uh, amazing amazing uh, moment of 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 Shavuos. and uh, in a funny kind of way Tishabov works exactly the opposite where on on uh, Tishabov we'd reach the Nadia we actually sit down and we mourn the the destruction of the Beta Mikdash which as we spoke before means not only of course the destruction of the national uh, temple of the of the Beis Hamikdash in in Yerushalayim, where we had the great schus to to bring korbanos and and to see as as Toisvus tells us that uh, anyone who came to Yerushalayim would be so impressed and and so so blown away that automatically he would be filled by by Yiras Hashem and and a desire and a yearning to have a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu and 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 uh, and a real want to to grow and to kids it says all of everything comes from 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 uh, from uh, from Yushalayim, from from the uh, from the center of of the universe and 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 uh, you know when so obviously 
Tishbov is really about mourning that national loss, but it's also a, a time to turn inward and, and for a person to look at his own personal base on We know that the Chaim Belozhin tells us that each person has his own little Besamikdash inside of him. He has a, a, a Oran, which is the central place of, of his desire to learn, to learn Torah, to want to connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu through, through, through Torah. There's a Menorah, which is the Chachma, the incredible desire that a person needs, Reishas Chachma, Yerush Hashem, to be able to, to build himself up and, and have knowledge and have, and have an, and have an intelligent, uh, uh, kind of perspective of, of what is expected of him, of what he's capable of, what of what his role is in this world, we have within us a a uh, a mizbeach, which of course is the whole concept of being able to prepare to be to sacrifice ourselves, to be able to be moist and nefesh, to push ourselves beyond what we really uh, would normally do and would want to do in order to serve our kaddish baruch Hu. We have a shulchan, which of course. Uh, there's 12 showbreads, bespeaks Parnassah, the concept of understanding that everything we have is is to be used for Hashem. And all of that, we have a living base of Mikdash. And that too, to a great extent, has become, if not totally destroyed, at least to a great extent, kind of uh, decrepit and, and uh, a little bit devalued and uh, perhaps not so not so functional and 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 Tishbov is about taking cognizance hey you know we're sitting on the floor we have we, we don't even have the have the right to we don't even have the the ability to raise our head we're so far from our Kodesh Baruch Hu. we are, we have we've so failed in our in our mission in our, in our whole purpose of 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 existence and there's no no question about it and that really is what what uh, what tishabovs uh, we become repulsive to to Hashem is angry at us. That's the way Eicha even even ends. That's the bottom line of of Eicha. Hashem really isn't happy with us and and because we because of what we have because of what we have done. And we need to take stock of that. And we get up at the noon of Tishbov and we say, okay, we, we, we know exactly where we are, you know, you are here, right? Uh, even though, you know, we don't usually have to be told, we, you are here, this is exactly where you are at this point. And, yeah, but, uh, in seven weeks time, you're going to be standing in front of the Rabbanu Shalom on, on the Yom Adin, on the day of, on the day of, uh, judgment and there are going to be decisions made. About me, who's gonna live, who's gonna, who's gonna die, and we certainly don't want to be seen in front of our Kaddish Baruch Hu in the, in the manner that, uh, that, uh, that we are on, on Tishbav, even, even symbolically, you know, when, uh, we make, uh, Kiddush Levana on, 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 on Tishbav, when Tishbav is over, so it's brought in Allah, no, 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 before you, before you make Tishbav, you wash yourself off, you wash your hands, you, you wash your mouth, you even put on shoes, because, uh, uh, because, uh, um, Kiddush Levana is also considered a Kabbalah Pnei We say if, in Mollah if you were, even if you were only Zaycheh to, to, uh, to have a conversation with our Kaddish Baruch Hu once a month, uh, then, and Kiddush Levana was that. So if we're going to greet the Shechina, we cannot be seen in the way that, uh, we are seen on, on Tishabav. And if we can't even greet the Shechina, if we're going to be grilled, if we're going to be questioned, if we're going to be given the once over 
by the Shekhinah. Certainly, we don't want to look that way. We want, we want to make sure we're on, we're on our very, very best. And therefore, we have these, uh, these seven weeks, these seven weeks to really, uh, to really work on, on, uh, on improving ourselves. And how can we improve ourselves? There's so much, there's so much to do. So the Pasha really starts off the very, very beginning. This is the first Pasha we're reading after Tishbab every single year. And the first thing we're told is Voschan Nelashem. Moshabenu Davins. Davin Sakarish Baruch and Chazal say how much did he daven? He daven five hundred and fifteen tefillas communion according to the actual gematria of the word Voschanan, which equals five hundred fifteen. That that's a lot of tefillas. That's a a lot of badgering of 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 the Rebbeinu And and there is a concept that uh, if we really want something and we daven for it enough and enough, then, then Hashem, then Hashem will do it. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, we find in, in various situations in, in, in Tanakh where, where, uh, people who really were desperate for something just kept on doubting. If I yet tell Yitzchak Hashem, Rashi says, Hirubu B'tfila. Yitzchak just kept on doubting. It was so important to him that, uh, his wife Rivka should have should have a child, or in this case, she had uh, she had children. He just kept badgering. He kept up a relentless pressure on on the Rabbanu Shlom until Hashem almost had no no choice but to but to give in and and do what uh, and do what uh, he wanted him to to uh, to to do. Baruchan says. Uh, uh, by he can with she also she davened a lot again she was so passionate about having her child but she eventually did and she, and she we know that she was called Shmuel but uh, she 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 mounted a relentless so to speak uh, attack on 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 and uh, you know if we if we daven and and we are able to convince Hashem that this is really really important to us. Then, then Hashem, then Hashem uh, listens. We have Rez uh, Hashem coming up on on Monday, the the holiday of Tuba Ava, the fifteenth of of Av, which is a very very special day on on the Jewish calendar. The mission says that uh, it's one of the premier Yomim Tovim in the entire in the entire year, and and the Gemara describes various reasons why it's so, and one of them is. Uh, the Gemara says that we know that uh, after the incident of the of the Muraglim, it was decreed that uh, all of the male population between the ages of twenty and and sixty at the time of that incident were were not going to survive and were going to die in the in the desert, and that uh, in fact the next generation, their children. Uh, uh, would be the ones who would, uh, would ascend and enter, and enter the land of, the land of Israel. But in order that it shouldn't be sort of a, uh, uh, um, one massacre, Hashem decreed that, uh, the Jews would die off over the 40 years, slowly. So the Gemara says that, uh, every year come, come the night of Tishabov, all the Jews would dig their, their graves, 600,000 people in the first year dug their graves, and the ratio was that they would die off uh, at a rate of approximately fifteen thousand a year, i.e., one fortieth of the Jewish of the Jewish nation. And as it went through through, through the years, and you know, uh, when you went to when you went to sleep, you got into your grave, you had no idea whether or if you would uh, you would get up the next uh, the, the next morning. Two and a half percent of the of the Jewish nation uh, didn't. 
And this went on every single year. And then finally it was the 40th year, the last year of the decree. And again, those who were left uh, dug their graves and got into their graves. And lo and behold, the next morning they woke up. I said, that's strange. Why, why are we, why are we alive? And they thought, well, maybe they made a mistake in the calendar. Maybe their, their reckoning was off and actually was today was Erev Tishabov, not, not, not Tishabov itself. So they went the next night and they, and they slept again and again in the morning and, and they kept thinking they were making mistakes and until, so says, until they got to, to Bav, the 15th of Av, where they saw the full Moon, full moon already is, means it's certainly well past the ninth, and they realized that the, that the decree had been, uh, had been averted, and they were not going to, where they were not going to die. And the obvious question is, why not? The, the decree was that all 600,000 people who were, uh, between the ages of 20 at the time of the sin and the miraculum, were going to die. How come the lost allotment, the lost, the lost 15%, the lost 15,000, lost 2.5% were saved? Why, in fact, didn't they, they die? And the answer that is, that is put forward is because all the previous 39 years, when everyone went into their grave, so there was always a chance that they wouldn't die. Yeah, in the first year there was a 97.5% chance that you weren't going to die. Only only 15,000 were going to die. And it probably would be someone else. Oi, they never, someone else is going to die. Maybe it's going to be my neighbor. Oi, that would be terrible. And and you carry on, you know, sort of get, getting ready for, for, for bed. Um, and, and that, okay, and each year the percentage did decrease, but there was always, even in year 39. In 39, there were 30,000 people who dug their graves, okay? But there's every chance that, uh, the, those who were gonna die would be somebody else. It wouldn't, wouldn't be, wouldn't be them. And, uh, and it was only in that very, very last year where, where there was only 15,000, there was actually no choice. And then when they realized that <laughs> there was no one else who could possibly die, can you imagine their tefillah? Can you imagine their prayer to Hashem? On that day, Hashem, please save us. And Sam said, oh wow, that's the kind of tefillah you're really offering up? Fine. I'm going to, I'm going to accede to that, to that tefillah. I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to save you. If a person, uh, uh, really, really davens to the extent where, where he can show HaKadosh Baruch that this thing is really, really important, but it matters. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, uh, needy. Of this, of this Yeshua, of this, of this Hatzola, of this uh, salvation, of this deliverance, then Hashem, then Hashem comes, comes, uh, comes through. Uh, I tell a story of in the time of the Ksav Seifer, in the time of the Ksav Seifer, Ksav Seifer was the son of the Chasam Seifer. There was a a Jew Nebuch who was put in jail and falsely accused of of some some kind of blood libel. And, uh, and, you know, they had a mock trial, and they, then they sentenced him to, to, to death. And the, the Ksav Seifer had very, very good relations, very, very good ties with the, with the government, and, and he literally left no stone unturned in trying to talk to this minister and petitioning to, to the, eventually to the, uh, to the Tsar him, himself, and, and, uh, and, 
ultimately his very very last uh, appeal where where the czar himself had to uh, had to make a decision was 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 turned was turned down they they, they couldn't they could not do it the people were you know sort of uh, howling for blood they needed a public execution there was nothing that could be that could be saved and uh, the day before before the execution, Sadiq Sarsaifa resigned. There's nothing he could do. He he went he went to bed, and during the night, he had a dream, and his father, the Hassan Saifa, appeared to him and said, "What are you doing in bed? Well, I, I, I get's about to lose his life tomorrow. He's about to be executed. How are you sleeping?" But he says, but Tata, I did every single thing I could possibly do. I, I turned over every single stone you could possibly manage. We've done everything. There's nothing more I can do. So the Chasm Sefer roared, yes, you can, Davin! And he did. And he says he woke up. He says he woke up the entire Preshburg and they davened for the rest of that night. And the man was, was pardoned and not, not killed. And that, that's something that we have to remember, you know, we're going into the period where soon we're gonna be starting to daven, you know, Slichas isn't that far away, particularly if you're, if you're a Sfardi, where we say start to, or Shredish and, uh, we need, we need to stop boning up, you know, when you're gonna run a marathon, when you're gonna run a marathon, you can't wake up one morning and say, alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do 97K today. No, you gotta train. And the training period starts now, pre-season. Pre-season preparation for the Yom Naroim has already begun three days ago. We've got to start boning up. We've got to start working on our tefillah, on our prayer, on our on our readiness to 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 really show that Kaddish Baruch Hu, that being in this world and making a difference in the world and having and having the ability to 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 contribute something, to do something for God's team is something that we have to that we have to uh, we have to know. Anyway, we're going to come back with a break and then we're going to carry on talking a little bit about preparing on Shabbos for after Shabbos. This is 101.9 and this is Soul to Soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 1.9 FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon. Erev Shabbos Kedish Parshas Vo'eschanan, although more colloquially known by the first words of the Haftarah, which of course are Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, which is the ultimate promise of comfort, and of course the ultimate comfort being the coming of Mashiach that we so dearly wait for. In fact, the uh, they they allude to the fact that the uh, numerical value of the words Nachamu is the Nun is fifty and the Ches is eight. That's fifty eight. The Mem is uh, forty, so that's ninety eight, and the Vav is six hundred and four. But it says Nachamu Nachamu, so that it then becomes two hundred and eight, which is the same Gematria as Eliyahu, who we know is going to be the Mavasar Hagula, the one who's going to tell us. About, uh, about the, 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 uh, Geula, which we so, uh, eagerly wait for. And then of course that is the ultimate, uh, in Nechama. Just the important details for this Shabbos, uh, candle lighting tonight is no later than 5.25 p.m. 5.25 is the latest time for candle lighting. And Shabbos Kodesh, uh, tomorrow night Ends at 16 minutes past 6. 6.16 is the termination of Shabbos, uh, 
tomorrow. Tomorrow night, as I said, uh, the Haftarah Nachmu is the first of the seven very special Haftarahs that we read between uh, between uh, Tisha B'Av and uh, Rosh Hashanah. Again, building us up for the uh, for the uh, time of the of the Yom Noron that comes that comes afterwards. We were discussing last week the the uh, laws of preparing from. Shabbos to the weekday that follows, we spoke about that one will be allowed uh, to clear up the table after a meal on Shabbos, particularly if there's still even Shalshudas, if there's still time after after Shabbos, you're going to be in the house uh, and and you want a tidy a tidy house, you'd be allowed even to sort of clear away the put put away the the dirty dishes and 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 clear up the table so that you have a respectable looking uh, dining room or lounge, whatever it might be, uh, on the on the Shabbos. We spoke about about uh, the uh, we spoke about washing dishes. That if one needs those dishes again on on Shabbos, even if you're not going to need. All the dishes, let's say at lunch, you dirtied a lot of dishes. You had quite a big, a big uh, crowd, but uh, they're still shallow shooters, and you're going to need some of the of the dishes. You may not need, you may not need all of them, but uh, since you might choose to use any one of those dishes, even if you're not going to use, <coughs> excuse me, all of them, you need one plate, you need one cup, but uh, you know, it could be any one of those cups. If you don't have other clean uh, plates or cups, if you have other clean plates, and you should use that, but if you have no clean plates or cups available, then you'd be allowed to wash all the plates and uh, and all the cups, even though you may not use uh, all all of them. Obviously, if you're not going to be using them at all for Shabbos, you have other things you can use for Shabbos, or you're not going to be home for Shabbos, whatever it might be, then you may not wash the dishes on, on Shabbos for, uh, for after, for after Shabbos, and that's brought down in, in the Gemara, and, uh, Shulchan Aruch quotes it, uh, quotes it also in Simon Shin Chaf, Chaf Gemma. However, it is brought down that if there's a person who is absolutely adamant the whole week long that they never leave uh, dirty dishes by the sink. They finish, they absolutely have a, almost a fetish where any meal is over, straight away the dishes get washed. It drives them absolutely mad to have any uh, uh, dirty dishes lying around the sink even during the uh, even during the uh, the, the week, and uh, it it would be for him uh, uh, a, a total lack of covered and oinik Shabbos, therefore, to have dishes lying around uh, uh, on Shabbos, and to see a huge pile of, of stacked up dirty dishes would really, would drive him, would drive him crazy, would uh, certainly, as I say, uh, uh, cause a, a definitely a diminution of, of uh of a covered Shabbos in his in his eyes, so he would be allowed to wash those dishes, even though he's not going to need them again, again on 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 Shabbos, because for him that is that is covered covered uh, covered covered Shabbos. But again, <laughs> you have to be that person 
that always does it. You know, if you're the other days, you don't care. But uh, you leave dishes, you leave the breakfast dishes to to wash with the supper dishes, and maybe the supper dishes, if you're tired, you leave t- to put together, hopefully, with the next night's supper dishes, etc. Until you have no dishes left, and you have to wash dishes. Then certainly you wouldn't have a head to, to, to wash dishes on Shabbos. Even if one would have such a, a above-mentioned uh, a dispensation to be able to to uh, wash dishes, certainly the pots and pans you would not be allowed to uh, wash on on Shabbos because those are are uh, a muktza because they have no use for you. You cannot cook on Shabbos, therefore cooking implements are are muktza, and also it would be an exceedingly large uh, bother. Uh, to do that on on uh, on Shabbos, and therefore those certainly you could not you could not uh, could not wa- you could not wash, and that that is brought down by by the Poitzkim and Titzel Yezer uh, uh, brings it in in several in several uh, uh, places, and uh, we already uh, earlier dealt with the whole question of how one deals with spills on on the table on Shabbos, or or how to clean a a a floor with a puddle on it on Shabbos that that we actually uh, we have we have discussed. Um, it would be forbidden for a person after shul on Shabbos morning to fold up his uh, his talis so that it should be all you know spiffy and and nicely nicely folded and ready for the next for the next uh, Shabbos. That would be considered preparation from Shabbos, even from one Shabbos to the next is, is a, is a, is a problem. But you could just fold it up so that it's not all over the place and, and just lying in a, in a, uh, a, a way that's not mchubedek or a way that's going to get in other people's ways. So you can fold it up and then refold it again. After Shabbos. We're going to come back to the final segment in one moment. This is on 1.9 Chai FM. Don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Hilchos Shabbos. We are so glad to have you back with us uh, as you prepare for your for your Shabbos time. This is a, a beautiful, relaxing kind of Shabbos. You know, a bit of the tension off after the three weeks. I think everyone feels like there's a load taken off their shoulders once Tishabav is is over and that's and that's a positive positive spin, a positive mood for for this for this Shabbos. Um the Allah says that even for a mitzvah activity, it will be forbidden to prepare from Shabbos to to weekday. Let's say for instance uh You've read the parsha of the week that Shabbat, and the next day is a special reading. It's a Rosh Chodesh or something, and you need to roll the the Sefer Torah from one place to another. You are not allowed to roll the the Torah on on uh, on, on Shabbos to the next place where you're going to lay it on Rosh Chodesh or whatever the next day might uh, might be, or. Uh, even if next Shabbos is going to be some special reading, it's going to be a yontav or something, and you need to get the Sefer Torah ready. Maybe it's just a Shabbos minion, and uh, you know you're not going to be there until next week. You cannot prepare, uh, says Mishnah Bur. You cannot prepare the Sefer Torah from one Shabbos even to the uh, even to the next into the next one. Um, 
Right. If, however, it's, it's brought down that if there's a, a tremendous need or no other way of doing it, then one could roll a Sefer Torah, uh, if one really needs it. And then, when you get to the new place, so, actually read something, open the Sefer Torah up, uh, or read a few, uh, Pesukim at least from it, so that you, perhaps you're not preparing it, perhaps you're using it, you're using it, uh, right now, that would be, uh, that would be allowed, because by, by doing that, then in fact, the rolling was not only for the next Shabbos, but it actually was for the learning that I wanted to do at that, at that time, on this Shabbos, and therefore, that will become, uh, that will become, uh, permitted in that, uh, and that's a, and that's a, uh, a piece of advice I think brought down by the, by the Orach HaShulchan, that one could do, one could do, uh, one could do that. And also, that let's say, uh, you have a safer at home, that you want to bring on Shabbos, but you're only going to use it on on Moitzah uh, Shabbos. Obviously, in a situation where you'd be allowed to to uh, carry it, so you'd be allowed to bring it to Shul on on Shabbos. But again, on the condition that you use it, actually, you sit, uh, open it up and look into it for a few minutes on Shabbos itself. Then it's not considered like you're bringing it just for to prepare it for after Shabbos. But I'm actually getting some benefits, some enjoyment from that uh, from that safer even on Shabbos itself, and that becomes that becomes uh, uh, um, um, allowed. If one has a Kurdish exam, one's having a you, know, you a Rebbe on every Sunday gives a a test on the Gemara you learnt that week or on the Pasha of the week, whatever it is, you have some kind of a a a a Torani, a Kurdish. Uh, uh, exam or test right after Shabbos uh, someday during the the coming the coming uh, the coming week. So uh, you might argue, well, if I'm going to learn for the test, I'm preparing for the the week. So that's that's not correct. You would be allowed to learn because the very learning in itself is is to give you the wisdom. Yes, you may use that. Uh, wisdom in the test on, on, on Monday, but the mitzvah is for Talmud Torah to actually, to actually sit and, uh, and, uh, and learn. And, and uh, although you're preparing for the, uh, for the, uh, for the test still, it's, a, a, you want to have that knowledge, that Torah knowledge, that Torah learning, uh, on, on the Shabbos, on the Shabbos it, uh, it, uh, itself. Um, in terms of preparing for a, a general studies type, uh, Type exam, so then look. The 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 reality is that it it would be much more appropriate not to swat for it on on Shabbos because as we've said several times before, uh, the main reason being Shabbos is set aside as a day of holiness, as a day of kind of turning off the rest of the world and and uh, renewing and, and refreshing our, our relationship with uh, with our Kaddish Baruch Hu and and nothing more than than uh, than that but uh and and also obviously uh there by studying your your main intention is because you want to do well on the exam on uh, on on next day you don't really want to you know the, the calculus theories are not actually that important to you, but you want to you want to do you want to do well. So that that is a reason really why why not. But again, in a in a really uh, 
desperate situation, one can be one can be lenient because there the, there is wisdom, there is uh, some degree of of sophistication, and and uh, in in that knowledge, in in the in the greater scheme of of things. Okay, please God, we will have the chance to carry on and mention a few other related aspects of this discussion, but that's going to have to wait till next week. In the meantime, our time is up. It seems to go so quickly. And I'll just have the a moment to wish each and every one of you a a, Shabbat, a beautiful Shabbat Nachamu, a Shabbat of where, please God, where God is going to to begin the process of comforting us, of bringing us back to where we need to be. And Bez Hashem, just wish you all a beautiful Shabbat together as a family, as a, as a community. And uh, thank you so much for being with us. And to each and every one of you, Shabbos Shalom. Good Shabbos.